0: what's going on vikings nation back in the studio for episode 13. 13 hope you had yourself a merry christmas it was tough to watch the vikings taking L on that day but we're gonna uh, have a positive outlook moving forward into the new year and it's a new year we're baby. coming different this fall this upcoming fall so stay tuned for that
1: absolutely uh first thing i want to say r.i.p james cook dalvin's father Condolences uh, go rest out to his peace. family. Rest in peace. Forty-six years old, way too young. But back to the Saints game. What we saw on Christmas was the Grinch stealing Christmas, and the Grinch being Alvin Kamara himself. Six touchdowns, ties the NFL <sighs> record. It was absolutely unbearable to watch. Yeah, our defensive front try to compete with their run game. It was embarrassing. Um, no push. No push. No size. Not much effort. To top things off. Lou Terrow-
0: lost, the, lost the basically will to tackle at that end of the game. It seemed like they knew, too, on the defensive side that Kamara was going to get into the end zone.
1: It honestly didn't seem like the Saints offense had a negative play all game. Uh, every play they were gaining positive yardage and simply dominated the trenches on both sides of the ball all game.
0: Yeah, it was tough for us. We uh, obviously couldn't stop anything on the defensive side. Uh, we made a couple turnovers, and if, I think if we could have got after Breeze and in any capacity, really, I think we could have uh, stuck in this game a little longer, especially the way our offense played. I thought our offense looked pretty dang good. Um, had a couple ineffective drives, I would say, especially after that turnover. Um, I think by Harrison Hand, we yep. went three and out. Three that, and was out right after. that was huge. But a, a lot of times when Kamara basically went and scored, we went down and matched it to at least keep us in the game. So... I felt like our offense was at least giving us a chance, and then once we got to about the third quarter, it was just uh, too much to handle, and uh, even for the offense. So. Well,
1: that was the only thing I wanted to watch in this game is our offense was incredible. Um, it was terrible to watch defense. I mean, I was looking forward to the next offensive possession, which seemed yeah. to be coming quickly because the Saints marched up and down the field all game on us, uh, just imposed their will all day. But the, at the end of the day, our offense has weapons on the perimeter, and that's Jefferson, Smith, Thielen, Conklin even now Um, Cousins has looked great the last five or six Weeks at least and The offense is not the Problem and Vikings fans how Many times in history have we Been waiting for a good offense to propel Our elite defense and not The other way around Um, just a Crazy scene this year something that's Very un Viking like Um, You hate to see it but at the same Time if this defense can get back healthy We know what kind of team we can be with this offense Yeah,
0: I'm excited to see what Captain Kirk can do uh, with an even more time to kind of improve that offensive line, hopefully fill those last couple spots. It'll be interesting to see what we do with Reef, obviously, but solidify that line, um, keep those uh, guys that are already around him that are weapons, and then hopefully get that defensive side back in line to where it needs to be and where it's been. And I think we can build off that, especially the experience that the rookies got this year. I think we're really set for uh, a big push next year and I, th- I think we could be in line for a postseason uh, run.
1: Absolutely. We expect to be in the playoffs, and it sucks. We aren't going to be watching playoff football for the Vikings this year. But next year is looking like we have potential. Absolutely too early to say anything yet. But what do you think of this last game of the year, Week 17 against the Lions? Um, really nothing at stake for both teams. Kind of just a division rivalry that we'll – be hard fought in some aspects, but Vikings missing a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball. Um, not too many starters playing this week. So, what do you think this game's gonna be like? Do you think this is a game where we're very aggressive on offense, or do you think this is just kind of a stick with the traditional game plan?
0: As much as I, uh, it kind of is. I'm in the middle on this. I feel like we're gonna win um, just based on how the Lions just have classic played Vikings recently. Too. Uh, win when you don't need to. Yeah, I just feel. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're going to come out and win, especially against Matt, or not even Matt Patricia anymore, just that Detroit team in general has not looked good at all the last month, which is going to honestly hurt us more in the draft. But hopefully uh, all we can really hope for in this game is to watch younger guys um, make big plays and get that experience. A uh, guy like Kyle Hinton got called, called up and signed to that yes, roster. looking forward to seeing him. D2 Wouldn't product. be surprised to see him get some reps. I'm sure they're going to toss in some guys that don't usually play as much just to see what they can do. And honestly, the outcome of the, of the game really doesn't matter to them as much because at this point, um, like like we said, it doesn't matter. So it's I do kind of think it's going to be going off a win for us, but honestly, a, a loss would be more beneficial. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But either way, what implications does this game have on the Vikings offseason?
1: I think this is a game where they really can look at depth, calling up a lot of guys that are used to their backup roles and getting an opportunity to play here in a basically meaningless game in week 17 but these guys come on compete this is their job they're trying to stick around stick on the team so I think this is a game where we really see where we have some depth and see where we need to address most come draft time and I think we're obviously looking on both um, offensive and defensive line it's definitely going to be a position to address. Hasn't been very strong all year. Um, offensive line looking better, but still a piece away. So, But we still have guys on the roster that can compete. Ole Udo is one, a little developmental tackle who dominated Khalil Mack last year in Week 17. Looking forward I'm to sure seeing him. Get in. Yeah, maybe not a very motivated Khalil Mack that week, but nonetheless, um, hasn't got an opportunity yet this year. It'll be a, a good time for these backups to really show what they can do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I kind of want to touch on some over unders, though, for this game coming up here. Um, absolutely with Dalvin Cook being out let's go let's start with Kirk Cousins over under two passing touchdowns
1: I have over for Cousins I think he stays hot uh, finds Jefferson at least once I think Thielen gets back on track here and gets a couple big plays this game I think he's got a lot of pride uh, in this team and he's going to come out and compete no matter what the circumstances
0: I like that next one we'll touch on will be let's go since you mentioned Thielen over under 100 receiving yards
1: I think he goes over. I think it's 130 to 150 range for Thielen. I think he gets a couple downfield throws, maybe makes an acrobatic catch or two. I, I think he has a good day.
0: And we'll finish off with the RB spot with Mike Boone. Does he get more than 15 touches in this game?
1: I don't think he's getting 15. I could see him somewhere in the 10 to 12 range. I all think depends
0: he, if Madison's out too. Yeah. That's that's really the And I think Amir Abdullah is
1: going to get some carries in there too. Um, they definitely like him. He plays more than Boone itself. With at our full strength running back spot. So uh, it'll be interesting, but I don't think it will get 15.
0: Switching over to the defensive side now, let's touch on some turnovers. Over, under, one turnover.
1: I think we have two turnovers at least. Um, the way this team has played, even some of the guys getting picks last week, Harrison Hand, Hardy Nickerson. I know Hardy's was a gift right in his hands, but still I think we're going to get some turnovers this week. I think there's some guys on defense that want to prove that they – should be on the team next year. I wouldn't be surprised to see an Odenable strip sack or something of that nature. It would be uh, great something to, to Try that. to keep him relevant there on the defensive line. Want him line. maybe. Yeah, maybe want him. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go away with two to three turnovers.
0: All right. Let's get to the D line here over under two sacks.
1: Um, I can't go over two. Um, I think it's going to be two.
0: I like that push it at two two. or one. I don't think think. we can finally get to the QB this
1: game. But still, that's just not enough. We're used to having five, six sacks a game. Our
0: D-line is not up to par to what it usually is. It's the worst in the league, let's
1: be honest.
0: One of right now. Yeah, it's very ineffective at the moment. But nonetheless, we got to build on what we have and see what we can uh, do in in the future here. So that will wrap up our over-under segment for this week against Detroit gonna touch on some preview and predictions uh basically just who we like in this matchup and the score so nick let's hear uh, a guy on both sides of the ball that you like and a prediction
1: i think this is just a game that's got conklin written all over it again i think he gets into the end zone again maybe twice um like what he's doing with the ball in his hands right now making catches in tight coverage uh strong guy strong hands i think he's gonna have a good day on the defensive side of the ball um I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say that Blake Lynch learns a little bit from last week and actually makes a play or two against a much weaker Lions offensive front.
0: Yeah, that would be great to see him make a couple of plays. He has definitely been uh, got a lot of potential. He started as a safety moving into a linebacker, so he's definitely he's got that size. That I don't can. think
1: he looked horrible athletically.
0: Yeah, Zimmer definitely likes that type of guy. He can move around on the defense, so it fits that uh, scheme really. But for me... A uh, guy on offense I really like. I'll go the other tight end, Irv Smith. He's been hot lately. I think he finds the end zone this week again. Um, just keep basically his hot streak going into the next season. He's and gonna then ball. on the defensive oh, nice side, I will go with our veteran, Harry the Hitman. I think he gets an interception. I think he has a solid game. Um, He's a lion does what he slayer. Does. Always mean, none of this been. is a surprise, but I just think he has a really solid game. Helps us finish out this season and really gets the ball rolling into the offseason for kind of setting the tone.
1: Yeah, on that note, let me ask you something. Harrison Smith, as good as he's been for so long, uh, one of my favorite Vikings ever, um, one of the greatest safeties of this era, um, how many more years of effective play do you have? think he has left in him? I'm going to say anywhere between two to three years on my end. What is your opinion?
0: I would say maximum four minimum two i think three is a safe bet yeah um i think he's kind of like weddle i think he'll get definitely a handful what of he years loses of in him.
1: speed he gains an instinct and yeah. understanding of offenses so
0: yeah exactly i th- i think he'll be around the league for another handful of years here but effective at what he what he is at elite safety i think for sure three and we really have to cap capitalize on that time frame for this defense to really hold solidify that back end Hopefully these young corners now with a year of experience can kind of use that and plug in a free agent corner. And I think the secondary can really be um, effective for this defense and allow Mike Zimmer to get back to his blitzing ways with our reinvigorated D-line with Hunter and Pierce coming back.
1: It'll be interesting to see what kind of shape those guys are in when they get back, Um, Michael Pierce especially. But, yeah, definitely looking forward to both. Uh, guys in the middle certainly need them um Daniil Hunter I've seen something around saying it's a little interesting how he hasn't spent much time with the team this year um we all know about COVID and those protocols but not seen much around the facility seems to be traveling quite a bit um maybe just taking a year to get his mind right again and get ready for a big push next year or do you think there's some kind of turmoil still with that contract situation saying that he won't play on the current contract he's on he needs to be made the highest paid edge in the league uh what's your opinion on that
0: he doesn't strike me as a guy that will really cause a fit um obviously he deserves to be paid he's a great player but i feel like there'd be more coming out in the news leaking out if he really was uh disgruntled here in minnesota I think that we've been fair with him since he's been here. We got him a contract early on. Yeah, we developed him. Being mutual for both sides. Um, But I do think that we're going to have to give him a raise here, and we're going to have to maybe sacrifice a person or two. But in the long run, I think overall, I don't think he's upset. I think he's just mainly focusing on coming back as a beast like he usually is and coming back even stronger. So for me, it doesn't really bother me. And as long as he is who he is and has been, I'm cool with it
1: definitely uh it'd be good to see us add another piece up front maybe off the edge even though we do have Wanam and Odenable there still um who do you see starting opposite of Daniil next year
0: uh unless we go sign um someone in free agency or draft them in the first round I say it's DJ Wanam. I agree I have loved what he has done over the course of the season making big plays in some big games this season uh was a little bit injured so that definitely hampered his development but overall, I think that Patterson and Zimmer have done great things with him, and he's building each and every week. So if he can have a, uh, a strong Week 17, I think with an offseason to build in the weight room and work with Daniel on those guys, I think he could be really scary come next season.
1: He definitely could be. Uh, shows a lot of makings of a young Daniel Hunter, just not quite as explosive. But I do agree. I think there's a bright future for him, definitely. I would not like to see Odenable start across from Hunter next year uh, on the I defensive like line. I, yeah, I think his rotational role was good for him. I uh, would like to see Wanam or perhaps a free agent or draft pick maybe come in and solidify this edge spot a little bit that's really struggled this year.
0: But moving on to our predictions for the Detroit game, uh, let's hear a, a score prediction for you on Sunday.
1: I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I think we're going to be throwing the ball a lot more with Cookout. I think we really have nothing to lose, show what these weapons can do on the perimeter. I got Vikings 41, and I got Lions 28. Um, I think that we do get a convincing win this week, but of course, not when we need to. And in classic fashion, we win a meaningless game that will only hurt our position in the draft and improve division foe Detroit Lions. So I do think it's going to be a win, but at what cost?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. I do think we win here. I think I'm going to go 31-17. Uh, two touchdowns for the Vikings I think is going to be the d- difference in this game. And overall, we're going to finish 7-9 and nine, just a little bit too short, but hopefully use that as motivation going into the offseason and come back different next different. year.
1: Who scores first touchdown? Detroit, Minnesota. I will go Irv Smith. I got Adam Thielen, one nine. Big mm-hmm. momentum game for the off season. Uh, what do you think the key positions that we need to address this off season are?
0: Top three for me are offensive guard. Next, it would be defensive tackle to uh, solidify next to Pierce, and then third would have to be uh, safety with likely Anthony Harris leaving and not being able to retain his salary. I think those three positions are going to have to be filled. In the draft and through free agency, we're going to have to get crafty in free agency with the uh, salary cap coming down from COVID and not having fans. Definitely. That's
1: going uh, to going to affect people more. I think than we're think
0: projected to be right away down like seven or eight million. So we're going to have to make some moves to stay over the cap. So we're going to have to see a couple of guys leave and we may watch. The last games for Viking in Viking uniforms for a couple of these guys, it'll be interesting. Uh, I would have to say Rudolph is one of them. Yep, Harris. Stefan. Steffen. Yeah, uh, we could see restructures on guys like
1: Barr and Reeve who are both going to be critical offseason decisions. Where does quarterback land among those lists of priorities for you? Um, I know a lot of people are looking for maybe a starter in one to two years or even just a backup to get Sean Manning out of that backup role. Uh, where does quarterback land for you?
0: It lands at number four right behind those top three. We mentioned a potential fill-in in in Dwayne Haskins, which caused a lot of uh, dialogue in the comments, which was good. Uh, I'm personally not on board, for the record. And I wasn't 100% on board either. It was more to illustrate the lack of our backup QB and really the inability for any potential. So just adding guys who have more potential to back up Kirk if he does go down was mainly my point. And so I really ho- do hope to see the Vikings address it in the middle rounds of the draft and get a guy that they can have sit behind Kirk for year two or go pay a little bit more and use that as one of your key free agent signings to really solidify that position. Because if you don't have a QB, you're not going to do anything. And Kirk has been healthy, but you can never guarantee anything.
1: Yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how early they go considering how deep this QB class is. Some big decisions for the Vikings to make this off season. Uh, touched on some on our polls on Instagram. Uh, gonna go through a few of those and get your opinion on those, Matt. First one: sign Kyle Rudolph or move on from him.
0: I hate to say it, but I think we have to move on from him unless he can take another restructure, which is unlikely in my opinion. Just judging from his uh, value as a player, um, I think fits like Washington and Carolina are two logical places that he could be traded to and as much as it pains me to not see him in a purple jersey anymore and a great locker room guy we have two guys community right behind guy. them, and smith and conklin that can do the same thing if not better so i mean just really especially w- with us being tied in the cap uh, it's just kind of a necessary move unfortunately
1: yeah it feels like this is going to be a comfortable time for us to part ways with kyle rudolph uh Legendary Viking, he's been a great tight end for us. Uh, Might have great been the last the we've team. seen him, he's on Definitely. IR. So. Uh, moving on though, Anthony Harris, uh, try to structure something or let him walk?
0: I would first try to structure something, but again, I think with the cap being down, I don't think we're going to be able to finagle it unless Brzezinski pulls one out of a hat. I really don't see us having the cap space to effectively sign the rest, fill the rest of our roster spots and keep Harris on the team. We are barely able to do it this year with the franchise tag, and unless he takes a hometown discount on a couple-year deal, I just can't see it happening. It looks like we may have to address that in free agency slash draft.
1: Definitely. Keep one running back, Mike Boone, Amir Abdullah.
0: I am keeping Mike Boone. Uh, I... The one thing is, though, is I just don't know if Mike Boone's going to want to keep being the RB3 here. I think he can be an p- effective backup run yeah, in some Yeah, if he went to, like, the, the Dolphins
1: or somewhere, dude, he would get some tick. Yeah, definitely spots
0: on the league that he could get RB2 uh, carries at. So, for me, he just provides more overall. I like Amir as a third down back, but I think Mike Boone does more. More of a power a runner.
1: Back. Can get between the tackles a little better.
0: Fits our offense better, for sure.
1: Definitely downhill runner. Uh, another one for you. I'm going to just go with better defensive end, in your opinion. Fetty Odenabo or Hercules Mata'afa?
0: I'm going to go with Odenabo here. I like Mata'afa's potential and what he's done. He's shown a lot this year, especially moving out to defensive end. Uh, Really been able to get after the quarterback. But overall, uh, you see what Afadi did in that rotational role last year, uh, over eight sacks that is what you want in this defense and if we can get him back in that role next season overall I just think he's a better defensive end for our defense but I think they both need to be
1: rostered yeah it just doesn't quite have the juice for a starter's role but I agree he could be effective in some rotational situations get some fresh legs on the field um, another one for you where do we find a kicker turner this offseason in the draft or in free agency
0: I think it's got to be through free agency. I think we can get a guy on a minimum one-year deal. Uh, I just don't think we tried going K.J. Osborne in the draft, and it didn't work out for us. So to go back there and use another draft pick two consecutive years just doesn't seem like an effective move for me or something that Spielman will do. So I think we either do it internally and try to try out something new or we go through free agency and get some guy on a minimum deal.
1: I mean, I would never put him back there, but how electric would Justin Jefferson be on the punt return?
0: It'd be fun My to God. watch. Fun to watch. He
1: would really just fly up and down the field, but obviously can't risk having him back there. But he's probably our best option.
0: Most electric for sure.
1: So a lot of decisions that the Vikings need to make. Uh, it'll be interesting with the cap space. Who's going to move on? Who's going to stick with the team? Uh, a big question mark at left tackle is Riley Reif. Uh, Having a solid year, but on a little bit of a steep contract and is aging at 33 years old, I believe. So do you think we maybe move on from him, move him into guard, or do you think we replace him in the draft?
0: Personally, for what we have cap space, like I've mentioned multiple times and the positions that we need to fill, I think we need to keep him. I hope we can restructure his deal one more time and maybe bring it down slightly. Um, more but he has been an effective tackle this year yes he's had a couple blunders but overall solid left tackle now in the draft I think around where we're drafting we're going to find better guards um, that can fill that in maybe the third or fourth round and go in a different route the first so for us I just think with what's available I think we need to keep Reef in the middle rounds draft a guard that could potentially fill Dozier's spot and try to solidify that offense and then go and we try better to a hope playmaker. we hit on a
1: guard mid rounds because we need a starter. For sure. We can't have Dakota Doja get the start game one next year.
0: Yeah, and for me, if we do go in a guy with the first round, I would like guys like Leatherwood, Wyatt Davis, any of those guys would be cool with me. But it's just gonna be interesting to see kind of how much they value uh drafting offensive lineman in the first round.
1: I think the Vikings value offensive line very highly coming this year's draft. Uh, Regarding Mike Hughes, Matt, do we keep him, or do we let him walk, maybe get a new start with another team?
0: Only way we're bringing him back is if it's on a really cheap deal, close to a minimum again. uh, I hate to see him walk. First round pick had some bright highlights in purple, but has seen the injury report a lot more, and is just something that we can't afford with the lack of depth that we already have. Definitely has some explosiveness and can return punts, which is great, and another position that could be filled, but like I said, there's just not enough on the field that he's shown to really warrant a, a big enough contract. I think it's got to be a minimum or uh, he's got to see a new home.
1: Yeah, I liked Mike too. Uh, really good athlete, showed a lot of explosiveness. You're definitely right about that. There was rumblings, though, about Zimmer, maybe thinking he had a little bit of a lack of confidence, obviously in the NFL confidence being such a key component of being a cornerback. Uh, one-on-one a lot of the time with receivers um, the guys that are really competitive and really jaw at receivers seem to be the most successful so um, Hughes was on the quieter side didn't show a ton of fire out there but I do think maybe if he got in a different situation he could succeed so whatever happens to him I wish the best for him uh, Chad Beebe in that third wide receiver spot do you think we need to maybe look at a replacement for wide receiver three or keep him around personally I think we could do a little bit better at the three spot. I really like Chad at the fourth spot, and he's very good on special teams and just a good player to have on your team. Uh, basically won us a game this year after a big blunder, so that showed a lot about his mindset and his ability to bounce back. I do think he has some talent. Uh, do you think we could do better at the three spot?
0: Yeah, I do think we can do better at the three spot. Uh, I agree. I think we should keep BB on the team. Good rock locker room guy. Can return punts when needed. Um, just overall a good Stay guy to have BB's on the roster. Don son, man. Keep him around. Yeah, 100%. Love Don. But we can do better, and I do expect us to address this and um, get someone. But also I do like a guy internally, Courtney Davis, on the practice squad. I think with an offseason to develop, hopefully he can make a play for that wide receiver three spot. And he's got a lot of potential. The Vikings really liked him coming out as an undrafted free agent.
1: They definitely did, and I thought it was a steal at the time getting him undrafted. Showed a lot of talent at Texas A&M. I do think he's got a shot to make the team next year.
0: With the season coming to an end this Sunday, this podcast and Paige is going to be moving into focusing on draft, scouting, and free agency. This whole offseason, basically, we're going to give a full deep dive in. So we're very invested and motivated to bring that coverage to you this off season. So feel free to send anything in the DMs for ideas, comments, opinions. Anything is open, and uh, don't be afraid to drop a like or
1: comment on our podcast. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Always appreciated. We'd love to collab with any of you guys. Going to be big on the scouting this offseason, looking at holes the Vikings need to fill, as well as just prospect profiles. We're really going to dive into this college class and see what kind of value they're going to provide to the NFL. So looking forward to that. Uh, Detroit this Sunday, last taste of Vikings football for a while. Uh, unfortunately, out of the playoffs, it'll be a good playoff series. Though looking forward to the NFC and AFC playoffs and seeing who meets in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not going to say it right now, but is next year a year?
0: I think. Uh, I think it could be. There's a lot to look forward to, and let's savor this last Sunday's game and enjoy what we have but next season i think we're gonna be talking a lot
1: different come this time yes sir we're gonna still be talking that's for sure as always skull peace and blessings happy holidays let's get it in 2021 skull bikes have a blessed new year